0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Through the Turnstiles as we take an in depth look at the lower leagues of Scottish football. Joined as always by Muzz and James. How are you both? A bad, finishing a Harry Which type? Probably dead. Decent. Absolutely. Yeah. Gold standard, isn't it? Um So thank you very much for joining us. Um, this week we're sticking with the tried and uh, tested of three shorter episodes one per division, Championship, League One, League Two. Um, What we're doing in this League Two edition is we're taking a look at some of the stats and patterns and common trends that seem to have emerged in League Two over the course of the season thus far. We've got hands on uh, some of the data, which gives us literally everything down to formations each team's used for how long, um, what percentage of the games have used in attacks by position, left, right, centre, highest number of assists, highest number of passes, pass completion inside trouser leg, you name it, we've got all the data on all the players. We're not going to go into too much detail. We're just going to have broad strokes conversation about it um, and see if it matches up with what we've seen or heard from, from each team in the league. If we mention your team and there's things you want to hear about that we haven't mentioned, then get in touch with us in the comment section on YouTube or on Twitter, uh, at There. and next week we can make sure we touch on A, your team, and B, the points that you want to talk about. If you've not already, uh, and you're a fan of a League Two club, Go and check out our uh, discussion with Stuart Brownstone and Arvind Chairman. that came out last week where he goes in-depth in about the enforced suspension, effects of the pandemic, budgeting, League 2 in general, and just, just a good in-depth chat that a fan of every club will, will take something from. Um, so, yeah, so that's a free short episode. Uh, this is League 2-1. Before we get into the stats, Muz, um, do you want to give us the journeyman, Spots of the week. And before we do that, I'll just get everyone to like the video and subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Yeah, same done it. Muzz, you're in.
1: Um short but sweet this this just did, did you like from... how I
0: bought you enough time to polish off a fried egg before passing over to you? I
1: well, I'd already dispatched it, but that <laughs> gave me a wee gave me a wee second to check for a uh, check between the teeth. <laughs> uh, uh, Dundee fan Mr. Alley. Um tells us he used to regularly see Camille Kerr at the football, usually pretending to be a footballer. <laughs> <laughs> so he's taken it he's taken it and put a bit of a satirical twist in it.
0: Actually talking of Kami Kerr, there's been a couple of people got in touch to say that they've seen him down the park practicing throw ins with his girlfriend. Um now, this may have been a couple of years ago when he was first breaking through, but it's been confirmed on other podcasts and by people I know from when I was involved at certain clubs. So take that as um, a given. He used to go down the park with his girlfriend and practice his throw-ins. is she, to...
1: she flicking them on?
0: <laughs> well, I was about to say, yet to be confirmed whether she would just kind of chest him down and half-volley back to him or if she'd kind of spin and go down the channel or, or the, the I suppose, the functionality of it. But he did indeed practice his throw-ins with his girlfriend in the park Commendable for two reasons, one he's got a girlfriend, two he's perhaps in his friends. so kudos to the young man. Um, sorry James, you, you looked like you were about to say something there, were you? No. Just to awe it, Cammy cares all around. <laughs> uh, dedication, dedication is craft. So, as always, if you've got any German sports of the week, uh, the best and only way currently to get them over to us is on Twitter, at Turnstiles there in the comments section on this on YouTube. Reminder as well, um, if you prefer listening to watching, we're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I think that's all the admin. So then moving forward into the stats, like I say, it's not gonna be too nitty gritty. We're just gonna kind of go broad strokes. Marz, I'll come to you first. One of the things that that stood out to me when having a a gander, um, two things actually, um, what we get, like us say, is informations and also kind of pass maps within that, so the most frequently played passes from position to position. So the two things that stood out to me straight off the bat, and across League One and League Two, Stalin and Albion are the only team that appear to have played a back three for any decent period of time, which struck me as quite interesting that no other team, given it's relatively popular and definitely the Premiership, um, in and out in, in the Championship, but definitely the Premiership, um, It's interesting that nobody's tried it other than Stalin Albion. And second of all, there is no pass line between the break and centre-halves. So, I don't know. Um, We'll take the Stalin Albion one first.
1: Yeah, that's uh, quite interesting to see that they're they're the only team in League One and League Two that have dabbled with a back three. And at any time, according to this, not just... um, Mm -hmm. uh, Although Stranar, I think,
0: yeah, I think. And, and just, Albion uh, Rovers uh, had it for a very small period of time. I don't know if I've ever been trying to hold on to a lead and went like three, five, two, or something. So yeah. for any, cons- any consistent amount of yeah. time,
1: really. Um, and obviously, the the defenders that they have at their disposal obviously lends itself well to that formation. Um,
0: Do you think, James, it's down to maybe a lack of training time that, that the lower league teams don't play a three? Because... I think William Miller was talking about this, actually, talking about Aberdeen and Ricky Foster as well, actually. You know, Aberdeen switched us back three, back four, et cetera. And what they were saying is a lot of players grew up playing a four, so that comes naturally to them. They don't need to train in it as much. Now, obviously, League One, League Two clubs, only two training sessions a week. If they've got a game midweek, the other training session tends to be more like shaping and stuff or recovery. So do you think their relative lack of training time contributes to them not wanting to play a, um, a three and just sticking with that four? I think to an extent,
2: I, um And I, th- I think it's also down partially to the quality of players available to you. Um, I think perhaps an answer to your breaking question as to why there's no pass between the centre-halves is as there maybe be relatively new centre-halves and goalkeepers aren't necessarily playing with each other. So it's maybe those lanes haven't opened up and been reflected as big as possible. But as as many teams as not, we said, could do with either defensive cover or a centre-half to come in and just mm-hmm. play for them. So if you want to play three at the back, you need to play nice. three, three good centre-halves. Center and when we were talking in the Championship, we spoke about Craig Halkett, who plays very well in the middle of a back three, but maybe struggles where he has more to do or a different style of play in a two. So he, he fits in fine in the middle of a back three, and you have different... Um, different qualities. A lot of centre-halves, I would argue, in League Two don't necessarily want to get drawn out and shape up against players in the wider areas. And what you want to be doing then is if you're attacking in League Two is get the ball wide and try and get in behind the full-back and pull centre-halves out. And that's when you know you're creating gaps. So if you're asking for that by playing wing-backs, as it looks like Sterling Albion are, they're playing a three and then a five, (laughs) it looks like it's a lot easier to get in behind the, the wing backs into that little pocket of space and then pull the centre-halves out so not only do you need good centre-halves you need centre-halves who are either willing to stand in the box and say fine, get a cross in, which works and we saw Leicester win the league with Huth and Morgan who went, fine just send it and we'll get rid of it so you mm-hmm. need centre-halves who will do that or you need centre-halves who will go out and win the ball in wider areas so it's not only do you need quality centre-halves, quality centre-halves who will stand and defend or quality centre-halves who will go out and shape up against you against the ball, or ideally both. And I think a team like Breakin, a team like Albion Rovers, who are struggling down the bottom, they don't have access to good centre-halves, let alone access to three good centre-halves. Mm-hmm. So I think a reflection is Sterling and Albion are high up the table, partially because they've got quality players, partially because they play a system that works for them. Mm-hmm. Worth noting on, on formation is, I think, seven out of the ten teams, with a quick scan here, look to be playing a four-four-two with regularity. Don't need like to be shifting off that. And that is what you'd imagine. More league football, four four two. everyone knows how to do it. Bank, bank, bank of two. Easy. Go and and that,
0: play. One thing I thought you might enjoy was obviously Cowden Beef play either a 4-4-2 four, four, or a uh, four four one one over 80% of the time. But they've also got probably the thickest line from goalkeeper to centre-forward. <laughs> it's literally just...
1: That might have been yeah. Craig Barr's
0: shot in the Scottish Cup right enough that went in, but yes, yeah, it's, it's direct, isn't it?
2: There and, and I touched on it with the League One um, version of this. Is what what we'd like to do is offer something for fans to go and watch, and something that I noted just from the quick because it's just like laid out relatively easy to see. A quick scan. What I noticed from the scan of the formations is beasts is a ramy for one or a bit one of a better word. Look at Edinburgh City. Edinburgh City. I've got this nice little spider web of everyone laid out around the outside and passes coming out in the midfield and out to forwards. Edinburgh City. Beautiful little heat map and positions. Counting beef, big lump forward, and then after that, it's just it's just players. It's like throwing skittles on the ground. I mean, like, there's your formation for you. It
0: does look like their right centre half 20 yards higher than their left centre half as well. Just yeah, and there is, way. and
2: to be fair, there is a there is a passing lane from goalkeeper to left centre half. So if again, if you're watching, is that a pass that they try and do? And if that's not on, do they then go long? So mm. is the left centre half dropping off a wee bit more? either to defend or get on the ball, if that doesn't work, back to front. So if that's something you can pick up on, whereas the rest of the teams seem to be in and about, and it might reflect their style of play, again, as a fan or an opposing fan, if and when you're watching it, do they look to just scrap about and get second balls? Because that's the kind and beef we expect. That's been sort of replicated on the heat map. But if you're sitting watching that game, is that what you're seeing? Or are you
0: seeing
2: nice, wide open areas? Well, actually...
0: We know the answer to that. Seeing loose ball duels, like, like obviously 50-50s are setting balls and stuff. They're actually eighth in the table, which suggests they maybe are trying to do it, but they're not doing it very well, which is why they're struggling in the, the league table as well. And talking about it, like you say, they're actually also third bottom, I'm sure, for possession. So that obviously lends itself to what you're saying, is that, that they are tending to kind of go longer and more direct.
1: Here's this then, though. They're, they're fifth for amount of passes. So does that include, though... Direct passes, I suppose, maybe.
0: Yeah, it probably will. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it tells you actually. So, I've long passes, um, yeah, 50% of their passes, on well, the complete 50% of the long passes, and their average pass length is 22 metres. So, which is about average. So, maybe they're, they're playing a wee bit kind of shorter. Um, than, than in comparison,
2: past. though, to Cove in the, the last, um, in the League One version of this, 400 or so passes every every 90 minutes. Edinburgh City 451 in League mm-hmm. Two. can beef 208, 280. I'm surprised that still Albion. 26
0: of them look Still an Albion are so forward, low in, in overall number of passes, um, which kind of surprised me. Um, and and just just in the top half for overall possession. Must what stood out to you about kind of any team? Um,
1: I think. Like James said, the familiarity with with four four two, um, we've often questioned in the past, um, how exactly some of the teams in League Two are are shaping up, and this has been a bit of a, been a bit of an eye opener there, mm-hmm. um, or or very informative anyway. There's a lot of there's a there's a lot of um lack of play playing out from the back or consistent play out from the back, according to a lot of these heat maps, um. I touched on Albion there, but there there has been a lot of there has been interplay between the, the back three. They're lucky enough to have, I think going back to the back three point, they have players that are suited to that role and provide you a bit of balance. Like Banner
0: plays a bit, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, Kyle Banner who can play. He's a really good ball playing defender. You've got Jordan McGregor who is kind of more of a cover, um, mm-hmm. getting his head on the end of things, and is it Paul McLean?
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: would be the third centre half yeah. who's just kind of a bit of everything really, more a more basic defender as well. So they've got a bit of
0: and, and uh, they've got El Zubaidi. Apologies if I've butchered that pronunciation, but he's in the top five for defensive duels. So I know he's come in for injury or when banners and be played up one. So a bit of an unsung hero in that back three for Stalybridge.
1: Yeah, um, definitely. So that they're an example of a team who. There's not a there's not a lot of heat map around the defence, um, but they, they do have a lot of there's a lot of triangles in there, mm-hmm. uh, and whereas Stunnar, you, you mentioned Beacon Stunnar don't go don't really go near the centre halves, um, in possession, um, yeah neither neither do, um,
0: Stunnar so bottom half for overall possession yeah I that, that yeah, kind neither,
1: of agree with that neither do Anin much, um, so their distribution. Um, from the back is, is very direct but once Strenard get into that, that half there's a lot of there's a lot of action
0: Can I just say as well that we took a bit of criticism for our team of the season and uh, thus far can I just say that I had Peter Grant in it and that's the same Peter Grant who's the second most recoveries in the league and the yeah. other one that I know that you liked Muzz is albeit he's no longer a league two player Andy Munro's blocked twice as many shots per game than anybody else in the league
1: Aye, that that's, uh does not surprise me. That's not one of the the stats that that jumps out to because that's the first place I would have looked, top of that table for that.
0: And and see to be fair, moving on to um, Edinburgh City, I know James had said that their past map was kind of perfectly symmetrical and stuff. Blair Hendersons are the most aerial duels per ninety minutes in the league. Now that obviously means he's just challenging for the headers. He's not necessarily winning them. But see, when I, seen, when I saw Edinburgh City with you, Musk, I didn't think they were particularly long ball. That Aerial jewels might be from crosses from Thompson right enough, but the, the sheer frequency, almost 20 per 90 minutes. They're not, they're not putting 20 crosses in, I don't think. So they obviously go a wee bit longer to Henderson. Uh,
1: yeah, the, the,
0: I think they're another team that, that mixes
1: it up quite a lot as well. But yeah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have necessarily... Uh, Although there's, there's
0: Thompson there, six crosses per 90 minutes. So they're still yeah. 14 times he's is not being a the But they're, they're
1: they're they are the second highest crossers in the league. Um but they they don't um they they're not uh, yeah I wouldn't have labeled them a lot a long ball team by any means. Um interestingly they've scored a lot of um they've scored a lot of their goals from uh, long shots or what's classified um in this data as long shots um from sort of outside the I don't know if it's out. Jonny oh, Campbell know if
0: it's out. scored the odd screamer, isn't it? Just thinking hey, about aye. it, you know, score a pearl not scored a long ago.
1: I don't know if it constitutes outside the box. Um, I'll have a closer look at the the box graphic, but seven of their goals have, have been registered as as long shots. And uh, interestingly, I'm jumping about here, but I thought it was quite uh, quite quite funny how um and beast uh were talking about their how they, they might be more of a passing team. They might have kind of be springing a few more surprise. The data might be revealing a bit more about them than we than we sort of assumed. Um, but when you look at, they've only scored six goals this season, and um, according to according to this, the <laughs> the goals have been there's been no moments of high quality involved in any of those goals. To 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 use the wording. Um, to use the wording that's goals scored, not 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 conceded. So, fair play.
2: Someone I think um, just when, you, when we're talking about some of the, the play and going forward with, with Edinburgh City that we touched on with the um, the, the teams of the season, I um, feel like one of the unsung heroes perhaps is, is is Craig Thompson. Maybe partially because of his his past, but I just going through the assists, going through the um the crosses in, the passes, progressive passes, he's passing it in the final third. He's in the top three fairly consistently as a as an attacking um as an attacking force. And I just wondered your boy's opinions, particularly on him, perhaps being an unsung hero or anyone else you've spotted, but also in the fact that Edinburgh City and in Queen's Park seem open to interpretation format or formation wise, I should say, but also both consistently look to play with their fullbacks, maybe more as wingers and their wingers certainly getting more involved in the attacking play. So formations a wee bit open to interpretation, but their formations certainly look a wee bit more attacking perhaps than any of the other ones. So I just wondered if you boys had seen anything noticeable like unsung hero or, um, or formation wise.
1: When you Thank look God. at when you look at Thompson and, and Doyle at Thompson at Edinburgh and Doyle at Queen's Park, right. they, they are very much overlapping fullbacks, which would lend itself a lot to what you're saying, James. Um and they're they highest um in the in the league for for recoveries Edinburgh City. And I don't know if thompson has got um a lot to because a lot of them have been in their own third. So yeah, whether he's want, played um, his part in that because they 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 may be um he's maybe more advanced up the pitch but you're looking at recoveries you're probably looking at transitions when plays turned over and stuff like that but um they've definitely been um they've not been shying away from the, the defensive side of things as well mm-hmm. but um in terms of yeah I think I think he has been somewhat of an unsung hero I, I, he wasn't in my my team of the season so far but statistically he, he probably should have been one of the first names in that defence.
0: Top of the assist table as well, isn't it? Joint yeah. top. Joint top. I just, it just, it was
2: when I saw it, it got me thinking that we've spoken before, and certainly I'm big for it. For saying, oh, are they going to be the one that unlocks the defence, or have they got that maverick player that can do something, or have they got a playmaker or a creative midfielder? And it always seems to centre around a midfielder, whether it's someone out wide or whether it's someone that sits and moves forward or someone that can drift off behind the striker. We never really, or certainly I, very rarely consider the playmakers to be someone. Other than that, Balotone again, at Edinburgh City's up there with the with the passes. Admittedly, uh, as a team, they're quite high lateral, so side to side. They've the, 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 got six you, players. They've uh, got exactly. five.
1: They've got five. Well, the five, the top five, is all made up of Edinburgh City players. And then they've got Brown in when, when there as well. When we're talking
2: well. about when are talking about some teams like Brie and like Albion Rovers, not having those maverick or creative players and it's probably because they're hard to come back. Similar with a good centre-half, very difficult to get a creative midfielder. So perhaps what we are seeing here, and perhaps what folks should take notice of is, are there creative players that can do the job for you in a position that you're you're maybe not anticipating? A right-back, probably cheaper and easier to come by than a creative centre-half. So if you're looking at Craig Thompson as a a force of industry, he's he's definitely up there. He's definitely worth consideration.
0: Mm -hmm. I think another unsung hero in... Albeit unsung Avendam and my team of the season, and I know you like him as well, Maz is Miller from Struna? Um, he just kind of sits in that midfield, doesn't he? And just kind of keeps things moving and gets on the ball and stuff. But he rates relatively highly in um is it recoveries, I think. It's not recoveries, it's um defensive duels. He's in the top ten. So he's critical, I think, in the way that that Strenra play. That they're very open and attacking, aren't they? And we've spoken about their promotion before. Do they kind of play a four? Two four almost or a four four two with the wingers high, um, but they look to change it a wee bit, don't they? Between that and the kind of four two three one slash four three three,
1: yeah. And Miller was uh, just briefly on him. He was always up there with, the, with those stats at, at League One level as well with Derby yep. in terms um, of like ball ball recovery. He was he was outstanding, um, but they've yeah they've they've seemed to execute the four four two sort of. 50% of the, the time mm-hmm. um, again certainly in, in League uh, in League 1 when they had most of the, the same players, the 4-2-3 one, 1 would be something I would more associate with them uh, Stonard, but like I said once they get the ball in that sort of middle to to final third there's a lot of movement, there's a lot of passing, there's a lot of um, dark lines there what yeah. a triangle passes they, from the they, midfield
0: They do right like to play to the forward right don't to the they? Because he just passes into the final third, they've got McManus they've got Miller, they've got Gallagher, they've got Cummins all in the top ten, so once they get it in the middle they don't necessarily go long but they look to play feet, don't they? And they look to get it in, in that final yeah. third and yeah. in terms of like deep completions which is um, it's a pass that, that a player gets within like 20 yards of the opposition goal Andy Sterling's in the top 10 so it's almost like they've said to him just you stay high and mm-hmm. we'll find you because you're going to do your damage in that final third I know it's a player that you like James as well so it's good he to... is, he's throughout this has yeah. been high everywhere. and so is Daryl oh, Duffy I so I uh, give us a pat on the back for
2: consistently plugging for Andy Sterling so your mid-question from us there but it's just when you mentioned Sterling no no it's... I was just
0: I was just saying uh, uh that that um, Stranraer, like when they when they get the ball, they look to play forward, not necessarily longer, but they look to get in that final third because that's where their best players are. Let's be honest. Better players, aren't
1: anyway. Yeah, they've been they've been like that for a, for a long time now. Stranraer, um, so in like intricate around the box, um, and that stands out when you see them live. That that stands out straight away. How patient and. Um, how, how patient they are in the box, how much movement there is, mm-hmm. and yeah, you've got Sterling dictating from wide, you've got McManus dictating from deeper, you've got the movement of Payton running beyond. Um,
0: and and see, see what I've got you, Muds, just on uh, just moving slightly on to Steny. Now, looking at the Steny pass maps, a lot kind of around the back, then a lot down the right-hand side, which when I saw them, kind of Tiffany did push on down that right-hand side slightly more than Yeats in the games I saw anyway, which suggests that or he passed it down that side more. Yeats maybe drove more with the ball, but the the pass completely inside on the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a lot of centre midfield into the front man, which is obviously tapping and Blair kind in there. So see for me, the Stenny pass map looks relatively similar to to how I saw them, and they've got Stenny playing the majority of the time four two three one. I'd argue it's more of a four three three, but they're obviously including Hodge playing just off. Um, Muir and, and Abbey and Spence almost as wingers.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's and similar to the game we were at. I would agree with you that um, it does lend itself to to more of that kind of four three three. You were saying with the one sitting and two in front of uh, in the central midfield. Well, I wonder. I do wonder if the the average formation is gathered from that those heat maps and you know mm-hmm. is it is it process that way rather than um, somebody actually sitting down and, and inputting those formations, um, which is maybe why they're not always...
0: Yeah,
1: 100%. 100% to maybe our interpretations of when we're actually at the games.
0: And Steny, obviously, I'm just looking at the ball position. Your top half for that, would you thought that looking... Probably I would have, let's like, say, Blair and tapping in there, getting on the ball and, and keeping it. Um, but they don't rate highest for the for the um, number of passes so they're keeping the ball but they're not playing as many passes which means players are maybe holding on to the ball
1: yeah they they they're a bit off in passes but it's it's quite they're near, they're much nearer the bottom teams in the amount of passes completed mm-hmm. um, but I, I, I don't know i think they play i think they again they're a team that play quite a varied style as well so i'm i'm a wee bit surprised to see that um, mm-hmm. Yes, I find it hard to fathom how a team can be seventh for pa- amount of passes but fourth for possession.
0: I think possessions are like total time in the ball. So if Steny have maybe passed it to Biabe who's taking it a dribble, or Muir is holding it up, that's obviously counting as possession, isn't it? But they're yeah, not passing yeah. it during that time. If that makes sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, quite a fine, quite a fine margin, but I think I I would have put them sort of middle of the road for all you know throughout yeah. that, that that kind of thing because it's just reflect a we quite reflective of where they are on the table and uh, and, and and how many like when win, they're, they're winning a lot of get they're winning drawing and losing the kind of same amount of games, if that yeah. makes sense. So
0: and and two of the teams, James, that we, we sometimes don't touch on as much as we should, which is why we've had to do special episodes about them in the past. Is that Annan and Elgin, two teams at opposite ends of the country and table? So. Anon consistent in that four four two by the looks it. Um, I think they're the only team that's used just two formations. So they've either played the four four two or a four two three one, and that's been it. Um, and uh, just looking at the pass map suggests a lot of play kind of down the left hand side, and another team that when they've got the ball in the midfield they look to play in the front area as well. Yeah, and it, it's
2: hard to really judge on how that that formation is working for them. I think. Like Musa t- touched ninth, up. Sorry, I interrupt.
0: Ninth for ball, ninth for possession, and ninth for number of passes. So there's two that match up, Muzzard in those tables. But yeah, James, as we were saying, sorry.
2: Yeah. I wonder if the um, the the heat maps reflect the 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 formation sort of assigned to them. So it looks to be a bit more structured, perhaps, than the Ramy of Cowdenbeath or the whatever you want to call whatever Albion Rovers are rolling out. But it does seem to be like the the play down the right is very basic, I would say, just front to back, uh, back to front. Whereas down the left, they may try and play a little bit more and get a little bit more intricate. And I was looking at their, um, their passing data, and it seems just, I don't know, not, not excellent. Uh, a lot of sideways passes, which you imagine is reflective in that um, left-hand side. They complete a, a decent amount of their passes. They don't play a lot of passes. They try and go forward quite a a bit where possible. And when they are going forward, they do go long. But even then their preference again, like I say, is still side to side. They don't look to do anything special with it. Um they just look to look to have it and recycle it. They don't mind being out of possession. Um <laughs> yeah, Annan's just very, very same-sey, very just just a team where I would say there's nothing a special is not the right word, but there's nothing really that makes them stand out more than any other team. Sterling Albion's back three, for example, is of note. There's nothing really when you look at Annan as a full team that you go, "Well, oh, that's amazing." Try and play a lot of through balls. Mm-hmm. That's about. That's about it. So th- it's not a team that you know is necessarily going to excite you week in week out if you're an Annan fan. But also, it's not a team where you're going to be hurling abuse because they are are wasting their possession.
0: So. Mm-hmm. Um, Maz, moving on to Elgin, Ken Hester interestingly is in the top three for uh, well he's top of the table for goals top three for offside and top three for touches in the opposition box but he's not in the top ten for aerial duels or dribbles so does he just literally play on the shoulder and get in the box and finish that's what the stats are suggesting isn't it
1: yeah sounds like a bit of a people and zaggy type <laughs> poacher <laughs> um, yeah. It was working for him and them. Um. God aye. Funny, funny heat map, Elgin, because it's there's not there's not many dark lines. There's one, yeah, there's one so kind of re- even spread, yeah. There's one kind of repetitive pass between the left centre half and left back. Um and then there's there's one direct ball up the right, and then mm. inside to the to the second striker, if you will. So other than that, it's 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 quite spread out, which I think. Probably tells you that they play a very kind of um, varied and expansive passing game mm-hmm. um, with quite a mi- with quite a mixed style. I think uh, I was I, I went straight to the went straight to the sort of attack attacking stats page looking to see Elgin and quite quite high up involved in that and certainly in dribbles they're, they're up there. Yeah, um, touches and penalty area they're second. Um, more more than Sterling Albion. Did,
0: did anything... Yeah. Uh, I'm conscious that, that they're top of the table and we're going to cut this one short relatively soon because I don't want to bog people down in too many stats and numbers but concerning their top of the table we've not really spoke about Queen's Park uh, much. Did anything stand out to you about Queen's Park, Muz, and or Jim's?
2: I just would jump in and say that they're <clears throat> they're, their play probably reflects they're attacking and, and in possession uh, ability, and I think most people watching would would look at that. But an interesting one is is their pressing intensity, and that's that's gauged by um, that's passes per defensive action for the the opposing team. So so what they do off the ball. So how many passes the Queens Park let another team have, and they are the best team in the league for pressing other players by the looks of it. Closely followed by Elgin, but after that, I'd say there's a bit of a gap between it. So mm-hmm. for me, the, the noticeable thing is a lot of people, I think, focus on, oh, they've got so many good players and they've got so many attacking players and Galt certainly is high up on uh, assists and, and forward passes, I think. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I saw him high up in those tables, certainly. But I think what, what I noticed definitely was perhaps just the way I, I look at the game, I was interested in how much they they do off the ball and that, that pressing intensity, I think, shows the calibre of player they've got on and off the ball. And I think that, that's something worth noting because you can get some quality players on the ball, but are they going to be lazy? And are you going to build a team of luxury players where well, it looks like Queen's Park maybe did? But actually, statistics tell us not. In fact, they're pressing quite high. Elgin haven't got the same ability to get these luxury players in, but they've got a culture, it seems, mm-hmm. or a system, mm-hmm. it seems, where they do press to the same extent. So I think... It's worth noting little little bits like that where you look at attacking teams and say, actually, do they get in other other teams' faces, other players' faces as often as they should? And, and certainly, Queens Park and Elgin are, are
0: up there. Yeah. Queens can I also Park, can almost, I also um, address some? Can yeah, I also address really this? Sorry, Maz, very briefly. Just while we're on Queens Park, for a moment, Queens Park top of the table in ball possession, almost sixty percent, and top of the table, setting in the table in terms of passes as well. So, like James says, they work extremely hard off the ball when they get it, they keep it. Sorry, Maz, on you go.
1: Um, Can I also address some stick we got for uh, not including these Queen's Park players um, in the defence of the team of the the season so far? I think the argument was that the best defensive record in the league, why aren't top of the table? Why aren't there any or many Queen's Park defenders in that team? Well, I can tell you that let's use the statistics to, to our advantage here that there is we're, no, gonna, we're gonna
0: finish on this, so make it a good point to me. And just sign off in style.
1: There's no Queen's Park players in the top ten for defensive duels. Uh Will Bainham is the only representative in the aerial duels, and that's an attacking player. Uh no Queen's Park players in the top 10 for interceptions uh or shots blocked. Um and Grant Grant Glesby makes a, a lowly ninth appearance for sliding tackles so well done Grant <laughs> um, and the other Grant second name Peter which I've swept this one under the carpet but he is second in the table for recoveries but um, it's not enough to, to totally justify having uh, a defence full of Queen's Park players so sometimes statistics can be manipulated
0: Agreed and just to finish off as well a couple of just interesting stats for you Albion Rovers, second most fouled team in the league. So, don't know how, because they don't really ever have the ball. But, um, yeah, second most fouled team in the league, Albion Rovers. Um, lowest possession, Brechen, Um And they've also, despite not playing out from the back and going long, they've also had the most, they lose the ball most often in their own third. So, although they don't play there, they lose the ball there. So, I don't know if defenders, when they get it, I just there's no pass lines because they're not passing it, they're just giving it away. Um, so, yeah, that's where they lose the ball. And um, what was my other one that I had to say? Elgin are very good at kind of losing the ball higher up the pitch, so when they lose it, they're obviously further away from from their own goal, so less chance of conceding. So, there's some stats, Whistletops. Whistle- can, I, can I jump in
2: briefly before you finish and just request that it's very easy for, for nerds like us to sit and look at these these numbers, but I think what I'd quite like to see, if possible, is anyone who has, from any division, anything that they've picked up on during the games that they've watched that they don't think anyone else knows. So what the request would be is what's something about your team that the opposition fans don't know? What's something about your team that even you think fans of your own team don't see enough of? So what's that sort of that style or that moment or that ability that someone's got that actually doesn't get recognised by anyone else because... That's what that's what we like to see. This the statistics don't tell us. Sort of the story behind the numbers.
0: Yeah. So unlike like we said at the start as well, if there's anything you want to know about your team that we've not touched on, then please let us know in the comments or on Twitter. We'll be back next week. New content every Thursday, at twelve noon. Thanks very much for joining us. Like the video, subscribe to the channel, watch a Stuart Brown and if you get in touch with us with thoughts, feedback, criticism, particularly Queen's Park fans after Muzzy's comments there. Thanks very much for watching. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Right, cheers. Sorry, Miles. you're writing it there.
1: Right. Cheers. Right, bye. the bus. <laughs>